Well, actually, I was reading the Hebrew yesterday, but I like this verse right here, and I like to start the service off with this verse right here. Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, And again, when he bringeth in the, the first begotten, that's called like the firstborn, into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. And we're angels of God. Say again. Amen. I like the you go in chapter I like this in chapter thirteen in Hebrews two. Uh, I think it's chapter thirteen verses uh, verse number eight. It says I like this right here. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And forever. Yeah. Jesus Christ will never change. So let's all stand together and let's sing a great song. Look at the page, you big green book. Look at page 43, y'all. Hail the power of Jesus' name.
you'd be in everything that's done, and it would be done in honor and glory to the Lord Himself. And we pray that you would just help us to do that. Lord, all those that have asked interest in our prayers, Lord, that you would, would hear that their request be made, Lord, that you would go to those people in those situations, and that you would help them there and work in your way, whatever that way is, Lord, that you would give us the grace to accept what you have. Lord, again, we ask that you be with us here in everything that we do. Bless all those who are able to be here today that have a desire to be here. Because the Father just comes to post that about here in this time. We simply ask in sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thank you, Brother Roger. You know, I love to sing songs. Uh, I love to sing songs about Jesus. You know, it's all about Jesus. Sure. All about Jesus. Uh, let's look at page... Uh, Let's look at page 499. 499. I will sing one story. God, I get to do that. By the grace of God, you get to do that. But 
I just thank God for just, uh, just having a wonderful church family that we have here today. And I'm going to give it all to Him. Give it all to Him. Let's look at a song right here. Uh, look to 512. Jesus is all the world to me. <coughs>
the greatest friend you ever have. I was telling Sunday school class this morning, Brother Steve, I love him to death. I love him to death. He's a dear friend. But if I put my faith and trust in Brother Steve, that worldly man's going to let me pass right. No matter what. People who trust in me, I will let you down. I'll fail you. But you know we have a friend that loves you no matter what. Amen. No matter what. He's never, ever, ever, ever going to let you down. What a friend we have to Jesus. What a friend we have to Jesus. Let's sing that song right there. What a friend. Amen. Before you sing it, what's even more amazing is we read where Christ called his disciples friends. Amen. That a creator of heaven and earth. We call a fallen humanity his friend. Yes. He said, I don't call you servants, but friends. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Is it in his? 630. 
to the Lord's Prayer. You know, there was a lot of prayer requests missing earlier. And I think it's be a great time. Take all those prayers. Lift it up to the Lord. We need to pray for Brother Bo. We need to pray for your mom and dad. We pray for me. Sure. We pray for Brother Dad. And there's so many preachers. There's so many that we pray for. And lift them up in prayer. You know, and there's 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 one here that needs to be lifted up in prayer. Can we do that right now? Can we do that right now? Sure. Can we do that? Brother, would you lead us in that prayer today? Dear Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, for all the needs that are here today, realizing, God, that if we were coming to a, an ordinary man and bringing all of these needs, dear God, that we would no doubt overwhelm the Lord. But we're thankful, God, that we can come to you, dear Heavenly Father, with whatever need we have in our life, dear God, and that you can handle each problem that each and every one of us have, dear God, and you can help us. We've seen your great hand of mercy and grace, how you've work dear heavenly father and how you've healed god and we know that you'll continue to dear god i pray and lord i pray for all those in the church lord that are sick and afflicted dear heavenly father those that can't be here dear god be with them lord and comfort them and give them peace like a river lord that surpasses all understanding god we pray and dear heavenly father we pray that you just be with the needs of those of us that are here uh, today, dear Heavenly Father, health needs, dear God, spiritual needs, whatever, Lord, that it might be, God, we realize, dear Heavenly Father, that you can handle it, Lord, and we thank you, God, for all that you've given and all that you've done. Thank you for this service today, dear Lord, for what we've been able to feel deep down in our heart, dear Lord, we thank you for the Sunday school, the devotion, dear Heavenly Father, these songs of Zion, God, the testimonies, everything that we've been able to to hear and feel, dear God. We pray that you just continue, Lord, to bless throughout the remainder of this service. God, if it turns into a testimony service, we pray, God, that you bless in that, Lord. If it falls our lot to try to stand, Lord, and break the bread of life, I pray that you hide us behind the cross, Lord. Just give us the word to say, God, that we have not had to take away from your precious word. The creature teach that, God, to be pleasing unto you, Lord, I pray. For it's in our most precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Steve. You know, we're singing songs about Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's all about Him. You know, just, it's all about Him. You know, we can all testify. We testify to that. You know, life is full and sweet. You got Jesus in your heart. There's nothing more precious than, than having, having that. And I'm going to share a song right here. Because of Jesus.
Anybody need to testify? Please. Brother Steve, I need to stand. Money of the Lord. I want to thank the church for all that y'all done for me. Praying, sending cards, notes, and letters of encouragement. I don't know if you have any way of knowing how much that helped me. And I, I think it helped others. I, I would have uh, people come to my range. Where all that mail coming from coming from my church family. And then uh, what does it say? But uh, that meant a lot to me. And uh, you know, the battle is not over, really, it's just began. So uh, don't quit praying, I need it. <laughs> I wrote a little, this may seem odd to y'all, but I, I ended up reading it to most of my peers that were there. The breakup letter, the alcohol devil. I want to read it to y'all, if y'all let me know. Goodbye, alcohol. You almost completely ruined my life. Yeah, I know you'll always be around. But guess what? Not back in my house. You see, I got some good friends and they got my back. God has got your number and He knows your attack. You see, He's not helping me not to drink, but making a way for me to stay sober. God's got some powerful friends and they're all praying and ready. Now I'm armed and ready and have an army too. You don't stand a chance to win this time. Yeah, it'll be an all-out war, but you will lose. God bless you. Amen. 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 So glad to see you back. What a blessing. Amen. Appreciate the service thus far. What I've been able to feel down deep in my in my heart today. And, um, I'm so thankful for the Lord and uh, that song you sang, Brother Wayne. What a blessing. What a blessing that was. And, uh, he truly is the best friend that any boy or girl or man or woman can ever have. He, he's that kind of friend. Brother Wayne made mention that it's all about him, and it is. I remember preaching a message one time years ago. Austin was just a baby, a little boy. And I uh, preached a message, and the thought was it's all about him. And I thought about during that time how it seemed like with our son, everything just revolved around him. And I called it the solar system, him in the middle, and us just going around and supplying all his needs. The Lord showed me that it was all about Jesus. All about Jesus. He's the one. He's the reason we sing. He's the reason we testify. Brother Benny, He's the reason we can fight these demons. Amen. He's what makes me want to get up in the morning and come over to the house of God with a 
with an open heart and open mind just to see what God's got in store for us when we get there. Amen. Amen. It's not a dread to come over here for me, but it's always an adventure because you don't know what the Lord's going to have in store when you get there, but it's always going to be something good, and I appreciate that today. I really do. Love each one of you. Thank you, Lord. We appreciate our visitors being here today, and and uh, we we want to we'll thank you for being here. Uh, and we hope that the Holy Spirit makes you feel welcome in this service uh, today. And um, uh, I've got some verses of scripture I'd like to read in your hearing, and uh, open the book of Daniel in the first chapter. And and um, I I know that I preached. On, on this so many times because uh, in my Bible there's so many marks and highlights and, and I preached it here I know uh, but my mind went back to our retreat uh, up in Townsend a few years ago and, 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 and I can't remember exactly what the topic was but I remember it leaning towards something about living godly in an ungodly world and, and, uh, and I appreciate that retreat and what was taught, the lessons that we had, the devotions. And, and uh, uh, I don't know what it did for y'all, but it drew me closer to the Lord. It really did. It helped me to see myself as the Lord sees me and, 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 and caused me to grow closer to Him. But over in the uh, in Daniel in the first chapter, and I'm going to begin reading with the first verse, and uh, I'm not real good with some of these names, so you just bear with me. <clears throat> but the Bible said in the third year of the reign of uh, Jehoiakim, king of Judea, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, uh, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar uh, to the house of his God and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God and the king spake unto uh, Ashpenaz the master of his eunuchs that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princesses uh, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding sights, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them daily provisions of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. Now among these were the, uh, were the children of Judah, uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the princesses of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, uh, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not 
uh, defiled himself. And I believe I'll stop reading right there. And I'd like to preach just for a few minutes by the leadership of the Lord on the thought committed. And I want you to think about that just for a little while uh, today. A lot of us are afraid of making a commitment. I am a lot of times on different things. and uh, But I want to uh, talk to us about uh, uh, how that Daniel here was committed. The Bible said that he purposed in his heart not to defile himself uh, 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 with, these, with these things that the king was uh, uh, telling them to take part in. And uh, so we begin to look and we see that, uh, 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 that the, 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 the Babylonians had taken over here uh, uh, and, and they had called in the, uh, I guess what you'd say, the best of the best. Those without blemish, those that were maybe educated, those that uh, were smart. And, and brought them in, and the king wanted them brought in, and he was going to feed them the king's food uh, for a three-year period of time uh, uh, to nourish them and to get them to the point uh, to where uh, he could mold them into what he wanted them to be. And we understand over there that uh, he wanted them to learn the language of the Chaldeans, and so uh, he was uh, 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 wanting to form them into what uh, he would have them to be much like a lot of our universities today, our more liberal uh, universities. Uh, I have never been to college, but I understand that a lot of them want to form a student into what they want them to be, not only what they're majoring in, uh, but they want to uh, uh, form them politically into thinking what they want them to think a lot of times. And so I believe that uh, the king here was no different. He was going to take uh, these young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and, and there was others, and he was going to uh, uh, take them and no doubt try to form them into what he wanted them to believe. I believe that if he had been successful, uh, he was going to try to form them into worshiping uh, his idol gods that he worshiped and to, uh, 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 to adhere to the, to the rules that they had over there. But I'm I'm glad today uh, that Daniel had uh, purposed in his heart that he had not uh, go with these things. And we'll find out a little later on in the book of Daniel that, uh, uh, that Daniel's going to be tested in these things. It's one thing to say that I'll stand for God and I'll do what God would have me to do. But when you and I, Sister Vanessa, come before the test and we become before men, a lot of times we're tested on what we believe and where our faith stands and, and how firm that we stand on the solid foundation uh, during the times of tribulations and trials and temptations uh, that come in our, our lives today. But I'm, I'm glad to report to you uh, this morning. I realize I'm not preaching any new news here. Uh, Daniel was a, a great prophet and we I think about him and I thought a lot of times if I could pattern my life more after how that he was and the way that he stood uh, against sin. But uh, I begin to think here of uh, the commitment that Daniel I was willing to make and even uh, how that it could uh, cost him his life. And so uh, we begin to look and we uh, begin to think about the decree that uh, the king made and the Bible said uh, that he made a decree that uh, no one called any God or any man uh, except what was authorized uh, by the king. And so uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, Daniel not only got off to himself in a prayer corner and prayed somewhere, but the Bible said 
Then he opened his windows towards Jerusalem and he prayed uh, three times a day. And so uh, the men heard him praying and they couldn't wait uh, to get back to the king and to tell him that they found somebody that was uh, going against his decree and how it how Daniel was cast into the lion's den, but I'm going to tell you today how when you're committed to God today and you make that commitment to Him, He'll protect you in the face of adversity today. And it just amazes me. As bad as that lion wanted to devour Daniel, somehow or another, angel of the Lord shut the mouth of that lion and it couldn't do nothing but stand there and look at him today. Amen. Amen. There's rewards today in you and I being committed. Amen. And I know that's a scary word a lot of times. Everything in the world will go through our mind and we'll, we'll think about a commitment. A lot of times when somebody's uh, 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 thinking about getting married and uh, they get to thinking about the commitment that comes along with that. And a lot of times people will start getting cold feet. Different things will happen. But I'm going to tell you today, when we commit ourselves to the Lord and we commit ourselves to His cause today, how there's great rewards in it. He'll stand with us. You see, whether or not you and I commit ourselves to the Lord, we're going to face adversity and we're going to face trouble. None of us are immune to that today. It's, it's coming to the just and the unjust alike. Uh, but I believe today uh, that when we commit ourselves to God and we say, God, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to believe what you said. Uh, no matter what today, uh, that you and I will come out winners in this race of life that we're in uh, today. Amen. Being committed. I looked up the Word and, and, uh, and my dictionary told it like this. It said that the, the commitment is a pledge or, or, or to devote oneself to a position or an issue or a question. Amen. It's being solid in what we believe today and, and standing firm on that today. I thought about, boy, if we had more Daniels today in our schools and in our colleges. Amen that would not let themselves be persuaded by all kind of liberal, politically correct ideas that come through. And I'm not putting it off just on certain universities, but it's all in our society today. We're bombarded by it through the television set and through our radios and social media uh, today. You'd have to live under a rock not to hear it today. But I want to tell you, and I want to encourage you, Let's get committed on what God would have us to do today. Amen. <clears throat> we begin to look and we begin to think about the three Hebrew children. And I, I love the book of Daniel and I love the, the accounts of, of the faith and uh, the strong stand that these men took in a time of adversity. And I uh, begin to think that uh, when, when they come, and you know the king after the uh, after that, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the names that they gave them, after they had uh, uh, not bowed down at the, uh, uh, to the worshiping of the idol when the 
uh, when the harp was played and, the, and all the different music started, the king gave them a second chance and he brought them up there before him and he said, is this true what I hear? Uh, that you not uh, bow down and worship uh, when this music plays. And the Bible uh, said they let, him, uh, they let him know that it was true. And, and they said, uh, and he told them, he said, if you don't do this, you're going to be cast in uh, to a fire furnace. And it said, uh, and, they, and they said back to him, uh, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us uh, from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of the, thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known, and I love that part where it says, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, uh, uh, <coughs> that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image of which thou has set up today. I believe that what they were saying is, if we're committed to God and to Him only today, how we live in a world, how today where people will become committed, how to so many different things, how about when it comes, how to serving the Lord, putting our life today in the church. So many folks today are just not willing to do that. I'm so glad over here at Liberty Hill, and I pray and I thank God every night for what y'all do, amen. And those of you that are committed to the Lord, that are committed to making sure that things over at the church are taken care of, don't you ever think for one minute that we don't think about or we overlook those of you that come and do the work over here. I know the church doesn't just clean itself up automatically, but I realize somebody comes and does that. This grass doesn't trim itself. How but somebody, somebody's committed how to doing what God would have them to do over at the house of God today. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I told you a while ago, a lot of us are afraid of commitment. And there ought to be some things that we, uh, that we probably should be a little bit afraid of in a commitment. I remember when I took the job over to Hatchery over there. Gosh, it's been 18 years ago, I reckon. And I told them up front, I said, now, I'm not looking for a full-time job. I got a plate full. I said, but I need some money. And uh, I said, uh, if I could work three or four days a week, and if you get real busy or behind, I'm willing to work a little extra. But uh, I said, what I'm telling you is, is I don't want to commit to a full gig. Amen? Just don't want to do it. I'm too old and uh, don't have to get up and go to do it. And uh, and they said, that's fine. We just need some help. And uh, but I wasn't there very long until uh, they came up to me and started asking me about a few more hours here, a few more hours there, maybe a Saturday here and a Saturday there. And, uh, and I told them, I said, listen, I appreciate my job. I really do, and I enjoy working for you, but I'm not going to commit to that today. Amen. You see today, amen, I've already got a full plate. Amen. And I believe today that if we'll serve God uh, today and we serve Him like He wants us to, I believe there's some things in life that we just can't commit on today. I realize we have to work, amen, and God intends us to, amen. He intends us 
to take care of our families today. But we've come up, become a society where we're committed to everything under the sun. And it reflects when Sunday comes, when revival comes, and all the different things that the church has that God has in store for us today. If we're not careful, we'll not be committed to Him, but we'll be committed to every other thing in the world today. Amen. We're taught by nature to put our families first. Amen. Even an old mama dog or a mama pig, you watch. Nature teaches them to take care of their young. You try to hurt one of them, one of them goes to squeal and you'll upset them all. And that's just nature. That's just part of it today. And we love our children, we love our families, and I believe that each and every one here would do anything in the world to protect them. Amen. But my first commitment has to be to God today. It does. And if I'll commit to Him, amen, that He'll take care of these things that I would otherwise try to commit to, He'll take care of that today. If we'll, if we'll commit to Him, old Daniel, I'll let him know. And, and so he told him over there, he said, uh, I don't want to defile myself with the king's meat and with his wine. He said, but uh, you just feed us pulse and water. And uh, let's try it for 10 days. And said, uh, if we begin to look malnourished, if we begin to look weak and pale, And so be it. And so give it 10 days. And the Bible said that all the others there, they ate the king's meat. They drank the wine while Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and maybe some others. They drank water and ate pulse. And the Bible said that after 10 days, they came before the king there that their faces more flushed fat, amen, than those that had ate supposedly the good stuff today. I'm going to tell you something. If you and I make that commitment to the Lord, amen, we'll do what God would have us to do. I can assure you today, you will see the rewards of that. Sometimes it's resisting temptation, amen, and we all have it today. Praise God that when Jesus was taken out by Satan there. And we know the story, all the different things that Satan used to try to get Jesus to fail, amen. And do you realize today that if Jesus had fallen for just one of those temptations today, you and I would be bound for a devil's hell, amen. Amen. But because Jesus was committed to the cause, you see, he was sent here for one reason. That was to save those that were lost. Amen. And for that 33 years that he walked upon this earth, and the things that he faced, the temptations, how much easier on him physically it would have been to give in to the temptations of Satan, how much easier it would have been on him 
to call a legion of angels down. I could take him off that cross. Amen. But he was committed. He was committed. Amen. Somebody said, well, he was God in the flesh. He was. But I want to tell you today, he resisted the temptations. The same and more temptations he had than come to you and I today. The commitment. One of the one of the worst problems I had when trying not to confess to the Lord my call to preach was the commitment, brother, that was going to come along with it. Amen. I knew there would be a, a commitment, not just for preachers, but for church members alike, for deacons, for lay members. There's a there's a commitment. We look up here at our church covenant. I read it periodically and look at it. And I'll say, Lord, I've got a commitment to the church. Amen. Amen. So today, when the temptations come and the trials and tribulations, let's stand firm on thus saith the Lord today. Amen. You see, Daniel could have and he was he was promoted because of his knowledge. He was able to interpret dreams. And that was a gift that God had given him. And the king even admitted that he was ten times better than all the astrologers and Chaldeans and the wizards. He was ten times better than them. And they were pretty good at it. He said they're ten times better. That's because they were a God today. Amen. Amen. You know the reason today that a lot of folks are deciding not to get married? If you know if you're married today, and I know this steps on a lot of toes, but if you're married today, you're going to almost be in the minority anymore. If, I can remember when I was a kid, if somebody was shacked up, it was kept, it was kept quiet. Kept quiet. Nowadays it's common thing. And you know the reason that it is? is folks being afraid of a commitment. Afraid of a commitment. And the reason they're afraid of a commitment is they're not sure that the person they're with is the person they want to stay with. Amen? So we'll go on a trial basis. We'll try it out for a little while. There won't be any legals. If we don't like one another, we'll just part ways. It won't cost us a death. Amen? But if we'll commit to God, then we'll have confidence that we'll commit to our spouse. Amen. And that through the trials and tribulations of life, through the ups and the downs, that we'll hang in there together and love one another. Be the husband of God, God will have us to do. I'm fixing to close. Bible said that there was a man over in the book of Acts, there was a man named Simon, and he saw the power that God had given to Peter and the other apostles, how that they had the power to lay hands on people and to heal for the Holy Ghost to be given, all these things. And the Bible said that, that Simon was so envious of this, but he didn't have a clue. He didn't have a clue of the commitment that it took to get that power with God. And the Bible said that, that 
He went, he offered Peter money for the gift of God. And Peter took that as an insult. Made him mad. Amen. To think that you would offer money for this gift of God. It can't be bought. It was bought without a price you and I couldn't pay. It was bought by a trip up Calvin's Hill. And it was bought by three days in a bar of tomb. And rising again on the third day, giving us victory over death, hell, and the grave. That's what it was bought with. And no amount of money that we pool together will ever buy that gift of God. Peter told him that. Your money perisheth with you. Amen. Amen being committed to God. If I want more power in the pulpit, then I must give more commitment to the Lord today. Amen. If I try to throw a thought in the microwave, turn it on for two or three minutes and hope a message will come out, amen, it's not going to happen. I've got to put more commitment than that. Amen. Amen. But if I pray, and uh, if I study till I just get tired and go to sleep and words begin to just ramble with one another, if I'll go to bed praying saying, God, please give me the thought and the scripture, Lord, and help me, God, with it. And I pray, Lord, and I always worry that I'll add to or take away from it or throw too much of my opinion in there. And I said, God, help me not to add to or take away from your precious word, but to preach and teach that God to be pleasing in thy sight. I also asked the Lord, I said, Lord, bless in our church services, Lord. Fill those with joy that lead the scene of God. That prayer is being answered. I can see the joy that comes out when you're up there leading the I said, those that are teaching Sunday school, those that conduct devotion, God, fill them with joy. Lord, help them. Lord, those that testify, God, fill them with joy. Amen. And then I'm sitting over here just absorbing it. Amen. As it goes around the house. Amen. I'm just enjoying those testimonies, enjoying the devotion, the teaching, the song service. And I'm saying, God, you're just amazing. You're just amazing. He's saying, if you'll commit to me, you'll commit to me. I'll give you these blessings. I'll add to you today. Be getting us a song ready. Being committed to the Lord today. Amen. Doing what God would have us to do. All through the Bible. And these are men that, that we know the, the mistakes that David made in his life. And a lot of times that's what a, only what a lot of folks will think about was his shortcomings. But I remember as a young man when he stood up against the Philistine giant. And I love the part. I love the part where Saul tried his best to put his carnal armor on little David. He knew that David was no match for the giant. And I think all he was trying to do was maybe preserve him for just a little while to maybe make the battle just a little bit more leaning towards David's side. Boy, David showed his commitment for God when he came up there and he put that coat on David and that armor and all and 
And you don't, David tried it on, you let him put it on. Him. But you ever know when something don't feel just right? Amen. Something don't feel just right. Praise God today. He'll let us know. Something may look good on the surface. The devil may have it painted up and pretty up. The Bible said that David shut them off. Amen. And he told Saul, he said, I haven't proved these things. Amen. Amen. He kept going back to the time that he encountered a lion and a bear that was trying to come in and get the flock that he was shepherd over and how that God gave him power over the lion and the bear. Amen. No doubt there was folks probably laughing thinking he's comparing the lion and the bear uh, that he took care of to this Philistine child. Amen. But because David was committed to God, God allowed him to take five smooth stones out of the grove and put one in a sling and take and kill that Philistine giant. Let me say this. There's a lot of folks today that are fighting to get salvation because they're afraid of the commitment. Amen? Amen? If you ever in your life think that you can live a Christian life without flaw and without blemish, we can't do it. Amen. People couldn't adhere to the law, the rules and regulations that was under the law, amen. They failed in that, they came short. But by the grace of God, He sent us a Savior, a supreme sacrifice, without spot and without blemish, and went to the cross and made an atonement for our sins today. And not only for the sins that I have committed before I got saved today, but He knew that I was unable to keep myself. And He knew how weak that I was. Amen. So I'm not going to put him to an open shame every time that I sin since the Lord saved me. Amen. But I'm going to suffer some things in this life for the sins that I commit from the time that the Lord saved my soul. Lost sinner today, if you're, if you're waiting till you feel like that you can commit yourself to a Christian life, you will never have it. Amen. You see, He knows that we've come short and that we fail and that we've got weaknesses today. The Bible said that Paul, as great a preacher as he was, he had a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. Amen. That stayed with him all through his life. Amen. What tempts you may not tempt me. What tempts me may not tempt you. But nevertheless, there's temptations out there for each and every one of us today. And you and I, because we've got an advocate with the Father, boy, I'm so glad, Brother Benny, that there's a place I can go when I do fail. And boy, I have to a lot. Seems like I have to start all my prayers off with, Lord, forgive me of my sins and my trespasses. Boy, you sure do fail a lot, don't you, preacher? I do. But I'm glad that I can go and I can ask forgiveness of Him. He's just to forgive. He 
just forgive. Why, why do you think we rededicate our life to the Lord? A lot of times we'll say we had, we had some rededicate their life. What does that mean? That is re recommitting ourselves to the Lord. Not falling from grace, not being saved and then being lost and coming back being saved again. But, but getting backslid on God, getting out of the way and coming and recommitting ourselves to the Lord. Amen. And when you recommit yourself and you commit to the Lord, you'll want to commit to the church. I'm so, I'm so thankful, Sister Jess, that when we have events over here at the church and different things that we have, it, it blesses me to see the turnout. It does. And I know a lot of folks have to lay aside some things for it, but it blesses me to see the commitment that the church has. But you may be here today and you've been pondering in your heart. Do I really want to make this commitment? Do I, can I walk the walk and talk the talk? We're going to all fail. We're going to all fail. But I want to encourage you today to make that commitment to God today. Amen. Well, I don't like making promises I can't keep. I'm not talking about making promises. I'm not talking about making deals with the Lord. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about a New Year's resolution. Amen. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit dipping. I'm going to quit all of this. It don't last till the water gets hot. I'm talking about commitment to the Lord. Making a commitment to God. Amen. I said, God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Just as weak as I can be, unlearned. But God, I want to commit to you. Boy, it come back. It come back to pay Daniel and the three Hebrew children. What a what a influence they had over there on those people. Amen. When when the uh, the king sent the men down there that threw the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, and the fire was so hot that it burned those that threw them in there. And, and the king looked down and he saw these men unharmed, unburnt, walking around in the fire, amen. And not only these three men that he had thrown in there, but he saw a fourth man, somehow or another, way before Jesus came, uh, born to the Virgin Mary uh, in a barnyard birth. He somehow saw him there in the fire. With these three men, amen. A commitment. They were committed. Amen. A commitment is saying that no matter what, God, I'm going to go with you. No matter how unpopular it makes me with my family, Lord, I'm going to go with you. Amen. No matter how unpopular it makes me with my employer, I'm going to go with you, God. I'm going to go with you. Come get us a song. Amen. 571. Everybody stay.
Moses, we know that he had the choice that he could have been called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And oh, what he would have inherited. Oh, what earthly things that he would have inherited on this earth. But the Bible said that he, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the afflictions of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That sounds like somebody to me that was committed to God. Don't it you? Amen. Amen. Making that commitment. I remember this. And my dad was in the heat and air business, and I remember as a young man working for him. And uh, the people from the Carrier Corporation came out, and they were trying to recruit my dad to be a carrier dealer. And uh, I remember the conversation, and Dad said, well, I, I may try to sell a little bit of it a lot of ways, and it's a little bit higher in price, and so it wouldn't be something that I could sell all the time, but so we might try to sell some along the way. And I remember the people from Carrier Corporation, they said, you don't understand. When you sell Carrier, said you become a soul dealer.
I've been in situations where even the church had too many things planned at one time. Maybe. I saw the congregation begin to get warm and tired and beat down. Amen. I said, God, we should. We should have asked your advice on this before we jumped off this hot water to